I'm the mainly wrestling show. I'm a very professional Jack Milner. That's a very unprofessional. Lissy Almeida, well done. You changed the name. John Jacobs to the left. And we're joined by the incomparable Tim Gatt. You may know him as uh, WWE on this day. Tim, I'm right thinking just the second account. Only one's been deleted so far. Only one. Only one so far. But it's a delight to join you guys. I see your uh, videos pop up regularly on Twitter. So I'm delighted to join you for this review of Raw, whether I'll enjoy all of it. Uh, there's a particularly bad period of Raw. But anyway, we'll see how it goes. Well, Tim, we were, talk- we were talking off there. You tell us, because you- you've been doing Raw in 2003, as well as, what, 98? You've been doing a lot of the 93s, Ooh. I think, WCW Saturday nights. How does 2003 compare? It's a it's a bad year in it for WWE. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah. yeah, we were talking off air about competition with WWE and AEW, and I think there is a real lack of competition, and there's a bit of understandably that WWE are trying new things, doing reheats of old things, attitude era things, and it's not entirely working. We've got the famed. Um, Triple H title run, um, title one of Doom or whatever it was I called. Know. Terror. Terror, thank you. Um, it is hard going. And um, yeah, you know, it is there's some there are some great bits, um, some very funny bits still, and you know, this this episode coming up, uh, as we're recording today is the twentieth anniversary of Hawk's death, Road Warrior Hawk. Um, which is marked on the show. Um, um, so there are some bits to enjoy and to celebrate in this show as well. Yeah, twenty years uh, to the day of Mike Hagstrom passing, and as we said, like he'd found he him and Shawn Michaels kind of together found the Lord. If you watch the, I think I, you posted the video, didn't you, of the Ooh. insider um, show of Shawn saying that like, I was there. People can laugh at it all you want, but and uh, yeah, just sad that. Given like he got himself in, found a new marriage, and uh, was in very in a very happy place, and um, yeah, those uh, that run in the eighties, caught up with a lot of wrestlers like twenty years later. It's scary. It's scary around as look as you've been chronicling over two thousand two, two thousand three. There's a lot who are dying, um, and it's hard. It's hard to watch, and it's you know again doing these accounts like you do. How do you handle them? Um, and it's not easy, but I think mainly trying to celebrate the great things I did in life. But I thought that clip from Confidential, which um, the 20th anniversary is, I think, next week uh, when that aired, um, was what was great about Confidential is its rawness and so candid about things in a way that we would not get on WWE TV today. But the way Animal was talking about um, fearing for the last 15 years that Hawk would be just found dead in a hotel room and then this point as you said with Sean it was looking up for him and then obviously tragedy strike, uh, struck yeah it's the same you said with like Sting and Lex Luger right they both found um, you know the spiritual guidance at a much later day as well and like not the Stinger announced his like re- <laughs> like like a band doing their farewell tour for the next 12 months AW are probably going to milk that for the uh, as much as they can, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lissy, two thousand three. You were just around ten at that time, right? Um, you and Peter was getting you still watching wrestling that time. So I was actually 
tapped out of wrestling at this time. I was tired of, yeah, I was. I was tired of the, the invasion storyline. Um, I remember just being like putting wrestling a little bit to the side. And then I came back um, the following year um, and I was very happy to come back. But these, as Tim said, these uh, these couple years around the invasion storyline were very hard to watch, but there are some, you know, good little nuggets and good little bits. And like you said, we did have a lot of loss at that time in the wrestling community as a whole. So it was tough. Speaking of which, and this is going to be a very controversial topic. 2004, Tim, are you still going to do the anniversaries despite the fact it's a lot of celebrating Chris Benoit? Yeah, it's really tricky. Uh, Obviously, um, I'm trying to build what the anniversary was. Obviously, it was his uh, 15th anniversary of his death last year. And I think it's important, you know, I don't try and be high and mighty on these things. Look, I think it's important to chronicle what happens in wrestling. And... um, uh, sometimes I do call out just terrible wrestling storylines and things like that. But that was at the time an amazing story that, you know, that, that image of Eddie and Chris together in the ring with the confetti coming down was, is just incredibly powerful. And I think you can do it in a way that doesn't um, over you know, overlook the horrific um, nature of what he did to his wife and, and son but also celebrate, you know, the, the, celebrate the, the the joy in wrestling. And the, the point of these accounts is to make, you know, especially on Twitter now, just to make things entertaining and interesting and to get away from the horrors we see on most of Twitter. You're trying to provide a bit of entertainment. And that's what the, the, the you know, your account and my account is designed to do. Yeah. And like I said, you are, I think, one of most guests kind of agree and then, go AWOL last minute and uh, let's be honest there's a lot of very straight there's a lot of wrestling wrestling Twitter is a very odd place like Lissy was kind of you were new to Twitter you just didn't go on it until about two years ago then we kind of implored you to use it I was gone from Twitter for over 10 years so I really yeah I really never got into it Um, obviously I had an account I dabbled on there a little bit but then obviously when we started working together on a podcast a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I have to get back on there. But I mean, I am enjoying it. I think that, like you guys said, like you you can't please everybody, right? So it, there's a lot of comments and there's a lot of stuff like that. But um, on the token with somebody like a Chris Benoit, right? Next year, I think, if I'm not mistaken correctly, is going to be the you know 20 years anniversary since Randy Orton beat benoit for the belt and i'm a big randy orton fan so i'm kind of being selfish like you these things happened so you can't just not report it because he was involved it's like like you said like these things happen you're not making him look better than he was those things did happen people lost their lives it's tragic but you do have to tell the story and i think that that's you know you guys take a great responsibility in doing that and it was in canada as well and randy was getting cheered like he was the super hot baby face and you know Benoit's the the veteran he's he's in his home I think I think it's Toronto you know you expect Benoit to get cheered and Randy to get booed he's part of evolution and I'm pretty sure it's the next night right they do the mm-hmm. and the end Triple H buries in winter time so four weeks as you know Lissy that's uh that's how it's done Lissy does not like my I don't like Triple H or Shawn Michaels so I'll he hates them 
They've monopolised everything, haven't they? Wankers. It's, it's hard. It's some good bits. I mean, again, because I'm kind of jumping around from more milestone moments. So, you know, really nice bits of five years ago, uh, a couple of days ago, Triple H telling Mia Yim. That was nice. To, you know, please sign Mia. And he, tell, he does that and it's captured. Again, you, of course, cameras are there for that moment. But there are some good bits. I think it's kind of trying to filter out. This isn't, you know, historical records of what we do. We don't chronicle every main event and every match because there's so much dross that, again, nowadays, even in peak attitude era, it's some terrible stuff. We're just picking out the bits that are interesting or memorable. Um, but it is hard during this point with with Triple H and looking at the way Goldberg has been handled um, in terms of his booking. It's just quite, you know, you just you look back and think, what if? I'm thinking, is it around this time? Did they have the Elimination Chamber the month before? And this is the area when Trips and Steph were trying for a baby, right? So he's he's off all the juice. His body's no one to body shame. If you go back to the Triple H of 2002 when he's come back from the Rumble, right? He's jacked. He's now he's wearing like the the biker shorts, not the hoochie mama shorts, not the hoochie daddy shorts. The biker shorts. He's kind of hide a bit more, and uh, he just looks sluggish and lethargic. And he, I'm sure he. Like he beats Goldberg, beats everyone up. Triple H comes in with the sledgehammer, crawls over in 20 seconds, pins him, and the crowd are like, Really? So they panic yeah. and just put the belt on him the month after. Very strange. I think you just take some um, solace in the fact that now, when WWE do take a star from the other side, they're actually seem to be treating them in the right way. Not, Oh, we got one from the other guy, other side guys, let's can bury them, you know, like. You see the way they've handled Cody. You see the way it looks like they're going to be handling Jade. And again, that's only good for everyone, right? If they do things the right way. Jade is in like three weeks have been made to look like an absolute bona fide superstar. It was one on one, you know, talk, she getting courted by every general manager as stand off with Charlotte for, I know exactly who you are. She has, that's, she's done nothing yet just by standing around in fur coats. It's genius. Well, this is the thing. This is just what you can do when you've got that WWE machine. And I just think they do it so well, right? She's not done anything she's just been seen on screen a couple of times and people go she's a superstar right but then you go well aw wasted her well what did they do when she came in they put with cody rhodes they brought in like one of the biggest uh sports stars in history to have her opening match with they gave her a 60 something match undefeated streak and people go aw just wasted her look what's happening over on wwe just showing up on screen a couple of times but it's just that it's just something that wwe do right they just have that inherent almost kind of star quality there and it's not necessarily what they're doing, but it's like how they do it. You say that, JJ, but I'm pretty sure if we go and watch this show now, there'll be examples of uh, that not necessarily always being the case. So if it's you're going to watch with us on the network, some of us still don't have to endure the peacock, uh, network.wb.com <laughs> slash video slash 67499. We'll stick it in the comments. Lisa, if you're on the cock, where do you go? you're sad like me you go to uh, monday night raw season 11 episode 43 october 27 2003 skip five minutes in because hold on hold on hold on let's see it's october 20th 2003 have you got the right one? Oh fucking hell <laughs> i did it again okay so i'm gonna quick story do you guys remember the time that like you guys were watching something and we were like 10 minutes into the episode i'm like guys i don't know where you are and it this has happened multiple times okay i'm here no 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 for, the, for that other one you pretended like you 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 kept talking along saying no yeah that's really good are you even watching this no i i, I dip in and out like you sold it well okay okay october 20 2003 
gotta fake it till you make it guys this is, this is gonna be great for the old babe, babes of wrestling um facebook page they'll, they'll lap this up right you ready Ready. Skip to 520 and click play in three, two, one. And I can't believe Test is about to come out, presumably, and do something with Stone Cold. How is Test anywhere near the main event at this point? Test was a big deal at this time, if you remember. Um, don't you remember like the little angle with like Test and Stacy Keebler and Scott Steiner where like they're like fighting for Stacy's love or her managerial, I don't remember what it was. Like Tess was around. Remember Tess was supposed to marry Stephanie McMahon? So like of course, of course. He, yeah, that was nineteen, that was four years before. It doesn't matter. He was still around. This storyline feels like it's dragged on for months and months. When did this when did this start kind of I got the camera bulb for when Stacey does the, uh, yeah. Have to. She got legs. <laughs> when did when did Scott look at Stone Cold? <laughs> well, last week Stone Cold gave uh, Stacey a stunner for not drinking a beer. Uh, Isn't he still a babyface here? He's the good guy German manager, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you see in the opening credits, they show Bischoff, the crowd boo horrendously, and then the, they show Austin and they cheer. So he's definitely still. Yeah, they have a drink off, right? They have a drinking contest and they do the like challenges, right? As In my head, Eric Bischoff came back in late or two, early or three, and then he was general manager to all five. So I don't know why Austin's here. It's just around. Okay. It's Listen, Stacey's outfit never happened today, right? Um, this is no. some of the best music. I think it could happen today. It's, not, peach- it's not that scandalous. It's, it's a bit school girly. It's definitely school girly. Sam's the little, the little tights, I think that could happen today, 100%. I refuse to see the change in the acting me when call they them wake socks. up. John, what's going on with you? Go, go I was singing the what? theme music. JJ, what time are you on? Where are you? John? Two twelve. Thirteen. Can we, can we just skip? Uh, can we just skip to eleven minutes? Because this is—I've got no interest in listening to these knobheads talk. I'm crying. John, let's see. Is... Let's see. What's your favorite test promo? None. Exactly. <laughs> you can't say anything, but he's dead. Where? Man. Where should? Where should we be in the time? Eleven minutes and twelve. 13, 14, okay. 15. Austin's retired here and everyone's terrified of him. Like, Test is six foot five, right? I suppose he's injured. It's stone cold. He can't be throwing, he can't be chugging beers in the opening segment, surely. Stone cold can do what he wants. Oh, that's true. This is Test's worst look in terms of hair. Way it's, better with the long hair. It's a I bit like- boy bandy, right? I liked him with the ponytail, and then I liked him when he came back in the WWE's version of ECW. He was jacked at that. I time. forgot about that. Yeah, uh, but then I mean, unfortunately, he passed away not that long after. False press. Did you just cross yourself? I've had, I've had my very religious mother-in-law here for the past week. You get into habits. <laughs> I'm gonna call Marion. I'm gonna be like, "You're rubbing off on Jack. We're almost there." 
Ah, Jesus, Jack, man. I mean, bringing a sinner home for Christmas is disgraceful. Man. Jack, Jack is going to be in the rights for Christian initiation class next year if we keep this up, guys. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing about marriage, right? I'd have to go through the the baptizing stuff. Ugh. It's, just, it's, not, it's not that bad. I'm not a religious person. It, it, so it'd just be like I, I'm lying to myself. Okay, we're recording this. Just remember. No, nobody, nobody listens at this point. It's five minutes in. They're looking to see if we've got a, actually got a real witch join us. No, they cancelled again. Oh, fine, never mind. So yeah, Tim. Apart from your good self, we've had one guest on before. Ooh, that was Lizzie Evo, who's very good independent wrestler. Um, oh. She was there at the progress show when I was on the Saturday of All In, and. Very good. That that girl has got a massive future. But apart from that, every other person or guest has uh, cancelled on us pretty much last minute. There's only been yeah. like three or four others that we've invited on, right? Uh, oh, wow. So this is a, wow, Jericho's arms are huge. Um, there was two witches. There was the OnlyFans girl. Um, yeah. DJ. Yeah. Oh, well, let's see. Are you about to do a chemistry experiment? What's this? What is the matter with you? Just keep going. <laughs> I need things to clip up. This is like the most unlikeliest tag team of all time. I'm sorry. Where are you? Jericho and Steiner are in Bishop's 13, office. 57, 58, 59, 14. Why, is this? Why am I so far behind you? I'm so Scott Stein. I don't think realize Scott Stein has got 60 and he's tight tights as well. What a man. Living the gimmick. I think, what did you find us in the week? Was it Scott Steiner? It was the Hoochie Daddy shorts, right? Shout out no, to my he, freaks. No, no, no. He, said, he said something about when I when Big Papa Pump is in town, I call all my hoochies. Like that is such an early 2000s word. Like hoochies? I'm going to bring that back. Oh, nice catch, Stacey. Don't steal another man's beer. Austin actually looks older here now than he... Than 20 he years later. He, he was struggling. I think he... You fucked up. You fucked up. Austin's seen a lot of, like, perverted faces here. Like, so Is he recently divorced around this time? So, I mean... This is when he had divorced, he and Deborah had divorced, right? Yeah, and he said that like, he, he still, so he'd retired, what, in uh, WrestleMania 19, just seven months earlier? But he said he hadn't got it out of his system yet. He was still trying to cling on. But he was on the road still, just going around drinking every night. Yeah. I mean, re- but realistically, guys, he was a relatively young man here. He's about 40. So, 30, oh, yeah. about 34, 35, yeah. What here? He wasn't thirty-five. He's not sixty now, is he? This was twenty years ago. Yeah, brother, go look it up. I think I think Stone Cold's born in the earlier the earlier sixties, so I think he was probably around forty here. Stone Cold is is fifty-eight. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So we're both wrong. Okay, we're we're we'll meet in the middle. No There's a guy called um, I, oh, I don't want to say anything anything really politically incorrect. There's a comedian new. called Brad Williams who's 
He's about four foot. I, I don't I don't know the name because I, I don't want to get in trouble. A little person. A <laughs> little person. <laughs> he sometimes uh, makes hornswoggle jokes himself, so he's he's okay with it. Anyway, he, he messaged me saying, I have to, my missus is a big Golden Girls fan. Do you want to send me one of those shirts? And he went on the Dan Labard show yesterday wearing um, the Ric Flair Golden Girls shirt. Beautiful. To be Ooh, fair, and he went and loved it himself. If anyone wants it, you buy it. And I've sold two tonight, so fair play to Brad. That's oh, the show, J- uh, JJ. That's the show that Tony Khan went on last week and kind of embarrassed himself. Oh, I didn't even see anything about this. How really? did he embarrass himself? Yeah, honestly. Because um, there's three guys there, and they let him plug the show, or whatever. And he goes, "Anyway, what happened? We come on, tell us what happened behind the stage at Wembley. Did you really fear for your life? Well, you know, um, you know, it was a really. I don't. I'd rather not talk about it. But we've got AEW Title Tuesday in TBS. And <laughs> the guy goes, "No, I've let you plug your show for five minutes. Give me some of the good shit, Tony. And yeah, I, I get it. You're a promoter. Blah blah blah." You can't just ignore our question and start promoting. What the fuck happened there? And he looks stunned. Well, we're on a great run of shows, and I think it's the best run of shows that we've had recently right now. The fans are loving it. we got big crowds. Thanks, Dan. That's a great question. Um, the AEW title Tuesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the guy who actually pulls him up said, did you really fear for your life? I, for the, in that moment, I did. And one of them kind of has to hide the fact they're laughing I'm looking at the Dudley boys watching uh, La Resistance come in and you can just see they're thinking we are going to go heavy on these boys tonight. <laughs> Tim, Tim, fill us in on La Resistance because I know it's Sylvan, Sylvan Granier, right? Yes, it's Sylvan Granier and it's Rob Conway because I think, uh, I can't which one is um, out uh, injured at the moment. But you can see if you're watching um, on the video feed, you can see that Billy Ray's got or Bubba Ray, I should say there, has got a pork uh, armband on, obviously. Cause... I noticed that. That's a nice touch. And he he, he he goes and busted open and says, hands down, Road Warriors, greatest tag team of all time, without question. Yeah. It's a nice tribute. By the way, if you if you ever go on WWE on this day, add a couple of uh, underscores, I do love the way Tim will quote either Bruce Pritchard or Jim Ross going back and discussing it on latest episodes of, you know, somebody's wrestle or Greenwich JR and filling in the blanks that, you know, behind the scenes. So like Rob Conway, I find it interesting, JR saying, great guy, good worker, just he seemed to rub the wrong people, he rubbed the right, the wrong people up, wrong people up the wrong, the wrong way, way. how do you say it? Yeah. Yeah. But he goes, he didn't, have a word to, he didn't have a bad word to say about him, just a little bit of a bad gimmick. But there's, you know, history is littered with good wrestlers who just don't make it. Uh, and, you know, JR was incredibly positive about Rob Conway. Wasn't but even yeah. looking back here now, he didn't have it to become a star. Well, you know. I think like we, when we think of somebody like Vince, right? Vince has a type. And physically, Rob Conway is Vince's type, right? He's tall. He's a good looking guy. He's muscular. But realistically, we know that to make it, like you said, Tim, like you have to have charisma. You have to you have to have that connection with the fans, whether you're a, a, a heel or you're a babyface. You have to have that connection with the fans. Otherwise, they're not gonna, they're not going to get behind you. Can I just ask what what is that thing that Sylvan Grenier just did? Little skip. Oh, you don't remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I start. 
I stopped watching around later after, but after the like a lot of people, right after the invasion stuff and Survivor Series, I tuned out to low six. When I went back to when I went to university in 06, I sold off a load of my old videos. Uh, but in the process, I got back into wrestling again. Do you know, I'll, I'll watch this before I get sell it again. Ah, and someone's going to bring of honor. And then I, I was hooked for another three years. So I went back and bought the books. I think it was Wrestle Crab. Somebody wrote uh, Death WCW, right, with Brian Alvarez. I remember just thinking this 03, 03, 04, 05 just sounds like the most bizarre. Any other company would have finished in that time. Yeah. And WWE somehow carried on and still made money and still profitable. Because they cleared out all the competition, haven't they? Yeah. It's like going around the um, Monopoly board and still being able to, you know, dodge every house or whatever and still end up um, profiting. It's just it's men- how bad the product was yeah, in this, and in this three why, years. Like, around this time when I was literally just flipping through the channels. Remember back in the day, you could flip through the channels. You can't even do that anymore. I don't even think there was a... <laughs> I don't even think that's an option on the remote anymore. Um, but I saw TNA at the time. They were called TNA at the time, um, Impact Now. And I was so excited because I was like, new wrestling! Because <laughs> it, was, it was a little dry, uh, you know, during certain parts of this. It was a little dry, so it was nice to... And even then, even if it's not dry, sometimes it's just nice to have another product to watch because you don't want to watch the same stuff all the time. So, yeah, I remember they, finding them on, on the wrestling channel in the UK. Same. And the thing that hooked me was like, that ring's got six sides. And yeah. I know people mm. shit on them for that. They're like, oh, it was so rinky-dink. Like, they even had a six-sided ring. But genuinely, when you were flicking through the channels, it stopped you in your tracks for a second because you were like, what's going on here? And it only takes a few seconds and you're in, right? Yeah, 100%. And, then, it, and, and so TNA was, was great for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So I, I still fondly remember, like, the golden era of TNA before um, Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff ran it into the ground. Yeah. I, I have been to three wrestling shows in my life. One is wrestling at the Huddersfield Town Hall in around 2000, one of the worst afternoons of my entire life. And I, I, nothing had been <laughs> more You loved it. Stop it. You No, I didn't. Because I was still, I thought I was... Love that fake cane that they brought out. You loved all the all of whatever was happening there. I know it you was, it was more when you you kind of suspected this this yeah, I, I know it's not real, right? And I know blah blah blah. And then you go to the show and you went, Oh my god, what am I that was the first moment you question what what am I doing in my life? I need to get a better hobby. This is like <laughs> I'm embarrassed for myself being here. The second was a TNA house show in Liverpool in two thousand eight, which was brilliant. I How'd you get was, there? train you guys I I don't know what I know America might be different but infrastructure wise we're not too bad over here especially in the north we just don't take the train here like it's so sad the way that we live like you guys are you guys are living in the future our trains are horrendous I know but they're accessible and it's socially acceptable for people to take the train because we drink on trains. A lot of people, so <laughs> on a Saturday's list, everyone goes to go go watch the football. Yeah. The way they is basically in on the on the train the 10, 10, 11 o'clock, four, four cans. Bruce Bray. Let's go. It's fucking out. Here we go. Here's a nice tribute. Oh, they did Doomsday Device. I love this. Nice. Right. Oh, and he laid them flat as well. That means they were uh, both very soft on them. 
Do you know how many cousins we did this move to? <laughs> no one went to hospital either, so I don't think we were, you know, doing anything terrible. But what a time! You know what? Those were nice tag belts as well. Ooh. They were. These were some of the better looking belts, not like those things they have now. I'm not a fan of those belts. They're those Spartan looking silver belts. I don't enjoy them. There's still loads of signs as well, even in this time period. Well, yeah, because technology hadn't taken over yet. People weren't obsessed because at this time, I think like the first camera phones were just coming out and they were like one one megapixel. So people weren't taking pictures and being like obsessed with their phones yet. This was, these were the dying days of civilization and now we're here. Goldberg was champ at this time. Wow. Like I, I always think I know my you know my shit was certain years. WWE two thousand three. No nothing. <laughs> That's why we've got Tim here. Bliss, believe me. Exactly, yeah. If you give Jack like a year from the nineteen eighties, like he'll just go, Oh yeah, this guy was feeding with this guy, this girl had held the championship from January until April, and then this guy won it at this event and he'd held it until the next year. He's like yeah, any year in the 1980s is unreal. 87, 2003. Jim Crockett and Russians, like 86, 87, 88, was just cooking on a different level. We're, mm. we're reaching the point now in 88 where, man, this is the bit. This ain't good. I think the Rose Warriors turn heel next week. Anne and Tolly have gone. Uh, yeah, a lot. there's a lot of staleness coming in. Al Perez is being brought in as like the turn wrong Garvin. It's Dusty's trying anything to try and thing on at this point and he gets sacked in six weeks please don't make Please. so scott steiner and chris jericho are trying to get the bounty on oh no i'm i'm a bit lost oh the cash scott steiner and jericho doing here um i don't know how long how young does randy Orton? okay by the way okay i fell in love with this randy orton so handsome so yeah, Tim yeah. posted a video last week of Ric Flair chewing Maven out, um, which is brilliant. And Flair says to Maven, I've had more world championships than you've had women. I'll see you in the ring next week. Brilliant line. So what do you guys think about Maven? Because I've been um, watching a few of his episodes on YouTube where he kind of um, gives his perspective on some of the things that happened to him in the business. Like, I've seen a couple episodes where he talks about, like, oh, how much money I made, how this worked in the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what what did you guys think of him? And maybe I'll ask Tim just because, Jack, I know you were outside of, of wrestling at that but time. But... I get a bit. Okay. But, like, do you think that he, did, that he didn't live up to his potential? Who, Orton or Maven? No, Maven. Maven, oh, Maven. Again, just someone Orton. who didn't really have much character to him. I mean, yeah. he didn't. they tried to push him. They really did. Him and Lance Cade and uh, Garrison Cade, as he was called at this point. And also, uh, oh, I forgot his name now, another WCW. Guy and it's just terrible. You can tell they've got not. This has not got enough character for it. I feel it's like great to see now that he's got a great YouTube channel and he's you know he's clearly found a niche. 
for candid opinion. Yeah. Um, I've not watched any of it yet. I've not had a chance to, but no, uh, no. you know, him. I feel like Maven like just never had a chance because he came in through Tough Enough, right? He was the first winner of the first Tough Enough. And I think that the way the, the locker room was back then, it was like, you've got to pay your dues, right? And he never really did that. He just basically won a competition as they saw it to become a WWE superstar and get this contract. And I think he was never going to have the respect of 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 the locker room. And we saw the same with... Um, with Daniel Pewter, right? Another one that came through tough enough and the way that he was treated in that Royal Rumble um, after his match with Kurt Angle. I just think the way that things were back then, I think it, yeah, they Jeff. were always going to find it tough. Yeah. That was different because he tried to literally break Kurt Angle's, was it his arm or his leg on that challenge? Mm. He was trying to, he, he worked himself into a shoe as the, uh, as the brothers say, right? Mm. Kurt is about, I could rip your head off right now. But Kurt was a pro. <laughs> I am going to keep calm, just, yeah. So he needs his days with numbers up after that. That 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 um that bit's brilliant, by the way. I've just, it's hard got Holly, right? I think it's Benoit, is it Benoit Guerrero going at it? And then he comes out mm-hmm. and they kind of just offer him to hardcore Holly as a, like a lamb to the slaughter. Well, because, I mean, hardcore Holly, I love him. He had that reputation, right? Where he was like, I don't care. Like, I'll put the boots to anybody. So sure. he was the right. It was the right one. You look at that SmackDown locker room, say, what, all four or five? Undertaker, Benoit, Guerrero, Mysterio, uh, Chavo, Guerrero, and Brock. I mean, Brock's probably the exception, but when you get to then all five or six, you've got Bradshaw and Booker, uh, and Batista comes across. All these guys are like in their late 30s, early 40s, 15, 20 years. And someone like The Miz comes in. Yeah, another one that came through tough enough, right? Mm. got a lot of shit backstage like wasn't allowed to change with the boys but was one of the ones that put up with the shit and ended up carving out a a space for himself in the WWE but this is probably the best um, example of that reality TV type of person but I think Miz just has such a great personality and he has been able to identify with the fans as well as just kind of transcend his career right he's been around Mm. for for 20 years now almost um but I think he did that because it's him I don't think that it's easy to do I think today it like you guys were saying like that locker room 20 years ago was almost unbearable right whereas now I think things are a little bit softer um and I think that's probably be an easier approach say that word in your Boston accent what softer softer Disappointing. Give, give us a time check. I'm a 31 22. Booker T just finished the spinner Rooney. Okay, good. Iconic. Like, like a proper heel. I don't need this. I don't mind losing by count out. I really thought that Taker Where's was going to invite um, Booker T into, into the ring for a spinner Rooney uh, um, after NXT. I always loved a good wrestling in uh, dress pants moment. Well, he's been mentored by the Nature Boys. I mean, how many times did the Nature <laughs> take in a, an ass whooping in his slacks? Have to. But this was, I love Randy's old theme of entrance as well. This is the old. Banger. Hey, what? I don't know what paste in the crowd. Hey, 
Yeah, Tim, go back to uh, WrestleMania because you did all the build up to mm. Booker versus Triple H. What was that experience like? We live in the uh, what you indiscriminate racism. Bruce yeah. Prichard always says it wasn't racist. We when he said like people like you can't be world champion. He meant there's two examples over several weeks that it wasn't, and I, and you can see the story they're trying to play, and it would have been forgiven and forgotten were it for Booker T to have won at WrestleMania. Um, and now look, he's kind of he's been away, he's just come back uh, and I think it was last week's episode, but he's not you know, he's not with the aura he had and it's take, it took him another four four years or, or so to be taken seriously as being, winning the championship. Yeah, I want to say he became King Booker. Or did win the King of the Ring in maybe 06? And then I think beat B- Batista off, so around that time, right? 06 or 07. I feel like this was a lot of the problem in this like post-invasion era, is that they didn't get all of the stars that they wanted to get from WCW, but they did get some that they could have done something with. But I feel like so many of them just, just got completely buried. When you think of the likes of, of Booker T and and the spots that they ended up getting put in when they came over to WWE, because you've already got a bit of a noose around your neck when you're coming from WCW to WWF, WWE, because the fans that are WWE fans weren't WCW fans and vice versa, right? And so WCW fans didn't want to watch WWE because a lot of their big stars weren't there. And the guys that were watching WWE didn't care about these cast-offs, essentially, from WCW, which was the show that they never wanted to watch anyway. So they had to do something better with them if they wanted to give them a chance, really. And a lot of them just, I don't think, got the chance. But you said they said that it was the show they didn't want to be watching because the WWF had constantly said WCW is the shit. Anyone who yeah. wrestles over there, they're old, or they're over the hill, or they're not as good as people from here. So when you bring them over, oh, why would you cheer for these guys? Right. You know, buff and then when there. and then when you make them look like jobbers, and <laughs> then it it just compounds the issue. Yeah, DDP was probably the worst example. Just got of fed that. to the Undertaker, right? Docker. DDP, DDP, ninety-seven, ninety-eight was the equivalent of The Rock, right? He was, he was so over. Oh, the, I love this. Oh. Not Mark Henry. Mark Henry, you could have finished the job, brother. Oh. What's happened here? I thought Mark Henry was on smile. He's going for the bounty, right? Triple H put the hundred k bounty on it on uh, Goldberg's head. Teddy Long. Again, we watch- Teddy Long is brilliant. We oh. watched last week an episode of World Championship Wrestling from 1986. Teddy Long looks younger here yeah. 17 years later than he did then. It's because at that point, Teddy Long was still trying to cling on to the little bit of hair he had at the back, whereas when he just shaved it clean, much better. Oh, As a man. I feel attacked. Tim, wow. Tim, you, you look to have a beautiful head of hair on you. So <laughs> they kind. To this. John has wonderful hair. Um, others, you know, they're working on it. But like, you look so much better when you just bite the bullet and just shave it. Just the amount it. of jobs I've helped this girl get, and this is how she treats me. Wow, this is <laughs> she's giving you advice. It's solid advice, you know. No, but you know what though, Jack? No, I'm just kidding, Jack. Like your hair, there's actually nothing wrong with the way that you. Listen, do you know we, we have an expression in uh, this thing? Was saying just put the shovel down. Yeah. Just stop no, digging. No, no, no. I'm just stop digging. No, no, your hair. There's nothing wrong with your hair because you're not trying to grow it long to make it look like you have more than you have. Like you're no. What? 
Wow. There's nothing wrong with your hair because you don't have any, is what she's saying. That's what I'm hearing, yeah. <laughs> You're not trying to pretend like you do. No, but you keep it low cut, like you wear it well. There's nothing wrong with your hair. If you did the teddy long and tried to get a ponytail at the back, then you'd have a problem. Yeah, if yeah. you were doing the, what's that thing, like the comb over where they like roll the sides like long and they just like this? If you were doing that, we like the Don Callis from two years. You know, Don Callis is shaved it completely gone for the tinted shades, right? We'll have to try that. Oh, get the pink it. suit. Break down the walls. I hate that suit so much. Yeah, we're watching. Um, I must have clipped up Kenny Omega versus Danielson, right? From the original uh, Arthur Rush. It's got Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. And you're laying into Don Callis going, fucking wears that suit every week. Can he he does. Piece, can he piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. That's his gimmick. Yeah, that's the <laughs> character, right? Like, he has nothing. He, he just clings on to other people. Um, question, what's better Chris Jericho music? Break the Walls Down or Judas? Break the Walls Ooh. Down. Break the Walls okay. Down, absolutely. Like, Judas is <gasps> fun. To- Who's that hitting a woman? It doesn't matter. We hit, we used to hit women back then. Who is that? Oh, Sus Stevie Richards. Oh, wow. Oh, he's got walloped. Oh, someone else got pushed down. It's a lot of male-on-female violence here. Yeah. This was it's the a time. very un- uncomfortable time you had. Um, obviously, No Mercy 20 years ago. Tonight, you had Stephanie being choked out by Vince. It's very awkward. And Yeah. Uh, that, that was weird. Like... Just the fact that Vince was okay doing some of these storylines with, with his daughter. Like, I know we always talk about the ones he wanted, that he wanted to do. He wanted to do much worse storylines with the daughter. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, Ooh. it's like cringe. Like, it's very uncomfortable to watch. Especially knowing now what we know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially knowing what, what, what kind of a creepy is now. Yeah. Well, she, I think she came out on, um, is that a confidential or another show? And she goes, I've only ever said no to two things my last in story. And one of them was when he wanted, when I was pregnant and he suggested it be me. And then when I said no, he suggested it be Shane. And I'm thinking, what He'll know, Dad. What, what, what's the other one? It can't get worse than that. Like, Can I it? hope. Don't want to know. Very strange man. Very. Yeah. But yeah, in 2003, yeah. right? Vince was just wilding on SmackDown. Did I use that term right? Wilding? You're so cute. Say less. <laughs> oh my God. Why? <laughs> What's Lance Storm doing? So, so, what level? This of... is what I am saying. Yes. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable and goofy. Like, Lance. You've got fucking Lance Storm, who's one of the best technical wrestlers. Yes. Sorry, John. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm agreeing. But this is what I was saying earlier about how they treated these WCW guys, right? You're yeah. not playing to their strengths at all. You're just trying to make them look as dumb as possible on national TV for Vince's own hilarity, I feel like. And then you had him paired up with Mr. Midlife Crisis. <laughs> wow. RVD. No, not, I love RVD. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Scott Steiner was in a midlife crisis at this time. No one can convince me otherwise. Was he? His last so, one, with the hoochies and his like all the crazy stuff that he was doing. That in was exactly the same stuff he did in two thousand and ninety nine. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. This is a continuation of that, brother. The turned Lance Storm into a nineteen eighty five white meat babyface. 
he quoted I think one of Tim's um, last week, and he said, I hated this so much. I said I was uncomfortable doing it, and they told me to go out there and just go out and dance. And I hated every single second of it. And Vince loved it. Of That's what I mean. Vince is just doing stuff so he can have a laughing gorilla what a position, right? Uh, oh, Lord. Um, what, what percentage chance do you guys give Scott Steiner of winning here? 166.67. Okay. <laughs> Seems reasonable. Him. Just... Do you want to show you're working, or you... well, he's two, he's two thirds. Jericho's two thirds the man. Scott Steiner. Is. <laughs> Scott Steiner can't lose. Lance Storm, where he's happy and smiling. Oh, little nature as well. Going for the flare ninety one look. Um. So yeah, one hundred sixty six point seven. Seems accurate. What does a sixty nine mean on his pants? Uh, he's rounded up. Right, okay. Are you kidding me? But like how you're punching up or no comment. I can't thinking back, Jack, because you uh shared a clip of from two thousand and two of the R V D promo against Triple H and just oh, yeah. opportunity to give him that big push. I'm I'm really angry. <laughs> you you that's a good you you do it so well. Uh, well, you know, uh, Rob, some of us take this business seriously. Some of us just don't have it. Like, didn't just somebody give you a bell like three weeks earlier? And RVD was so hot in 2001. Like, the, the WWE yeah. crowd, considering the condition to hate anyone coming in, they were all mm. over. RVD and Jeff Hardy in 2001 were probably the two biggest in terms of over. And, uh, yeah, both got treated like shit, right? Jeff Hardy was out the company in 18 months. And I was in the mid-card. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, well, Jeff was Jeff Hardy wrestling last night? Was he on Dynamite? I saw he was trending again on Twitter. but uh... Like Lance Storm. No? Oh, he might have been I, don't, on... I don't think he was. I can't unsee Rampage. this. <laughs> he might have been on Rampage. I don't know. Obviously, haven't watched that yet. Do you know, since they announced Sin Cara and he was only going to be on Rampage, they sold like an extra 2,000 tickets to that yeah. show last night. Mystical JJ. You know what I mean. He, he's a legend in Mexico. It's like bringing back... I was going to say bringing back the nature in the Carolinas. No, but they weren't in Mexico. If it was in Mexico, I'd understand, right? But Houston's got a huge Hispanic... or like. Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point, fair point. Tell us, Jack, about Houston. Fuck off. Tell us who's there. <laughs> and Bruce Pritchard's like really good fans with the uh, Guerrero family, right? And what, next door to El Paso? I'm, I know you're taking the piss, so I'll, stop. I'll be quiet. But Hispanic wrestlers have always done well. Look at Jose Lothario, right? You mean Mexican? Do you mean the guy? Hispanic. Um, Jose what? Lothario, who got treated like shit by Shawn Michaels after he, he, he resented the fact that an old man was there next to him. I, I just don't understand this. So, Tim, yeah. before, before I go off, right. do you like Shawn Michaels? Or are you like indifferent? Like, how do you feel? I go through different feelings. Uh, I've just got through in 2008 his amazing um, feud with Chris Jericho, which is just extraordinary. Just watching Jericho now, you know, he's saving basically this. Raw at the moment, yeah, and he's the way he's just 
you know, putting everything into it. And you just look back and think just how amazing he is. But um, the Shawn Michaels, yeah, you know, at the moment it's it, it can be hard. And, you know, he says he's a changed man, but we see flashes of the old Shawn, obviously the, the infamous like of that anti-Stephanie tweet, supposedly from his account, or, or not done by him, or some accident or whatever. Are they getting a divorce? He, well, the rumours are. Um, but it's just... I think it's it's tricky, you know. He is incredible, but he will never be. When you talk about, you know, um, who's on your Mount Rushmore. It's hard to put him on there, and I think it's hard. I'm trying to think why, you know, was it those missed years for so long? He never got that chance after this title run in 2002 to hold the title again. He wasn't interested in it. This is he why like it could have made a difference. Yeah. This is why you brought him here. You I don't know. I don't know Tim's preferences. I don't know who he likes. I don't know his favorite. You needed an ally in your anti Shawn Michaels campaign. Do you know what? And I find Tim- it <laughs> I find it quite common across British people seem to have a very um why? because we like people to have a certain I don't know, it's like I would say like moral standing, just don't I think the best phrase for it is just don't take the piss. He's Sean, sorry about it. But so if you act like a dick and then sorry about it, yeah. Are you still upset about the FTR thing? Well, Listen, you I, should. I never you, should that. you should watch the um, David Beckham documentary on Netflix and look at how long the British people held a grudge against a twenty-three-year-old yeah. man Ooh. for <laughs> flicking a tiny little foot. At Diego Simeone, and you might understand. Simeone was great in that as well. Though. Was it a red card? Absolutely not. <laughs> this is, yeah. I give up, guys. I just, you know, I just come on here. I want to protect Sean um, as much as I can, but I'm outnumbered today. So but, I mean, bring your dad in if you want to, if you want to do get a real straw poll. I mean, he what? said himself. Peter, Peter, Brett or Sean? Oh, both very good. Oh. Ask Peter. I knew you were going to ask him that. Okay, I, I'm surprised he didn't go off on like this room used to be her room when she was little, and <laughs> she used to have a Shawn Michael all over the wall. A Shawn um, Michael, not Shawn yeah. Michael. Oh, never the S at the end. Shawn Michael. <laughs> Having hearing talk of like, yeah, the impressions are pretty good. <laughs> Um, he's been my dad for my whole life, so and his English, for thirty years, yeah. And his English has not improved, so, <laughs> so why why would I improve? I have kids; they can speak better English. He's like, he's like, oh no, my daughter, she will do it. Don't worry, he doesn't have to. If you've been watching this match, by the way, Lance Storm will do a move and then just start dancing. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah, it's really cringe. Like, what it's, is that? It's, it's not even like a re- this this dance. One, two. This dance oh. wasn't even relevant in two thousand three. Yeah, it's like it's like well, Fred's doing what off. he's been told to do, you know. <sighs> yeah, I know, but you, I mean, you I suppose you can't really. Where are you going to go and wrestle, right? You can't really yeah, turn literally. it down. But you could at least maybe feel the weird thing is these two were broken the business together, right? Thrill seekers. Mm-hmm. DCW. Right. Oh, it's Pokemon, oh, sorry. Well, athleticism from Storm. 
one of my favorite matches of all time is Storm against Danielson at um, Ring of Honor Better Than Our Best. Like your April first, two thousand six, WrestleMania weekend. I bought that DVD and I was, I just couldn't believe this is the Lance Storm I'd be I'd watched on, because I I came through, you know the the Russo era on WCW where, I think Lance Storm had did he have three titles at one point, which was the, yeah. he changed the um, cruiserweight <laughs> title to the Saskatchewan eighty five kilos and another one was like a Stampede heavyweight champ whatever. But they made him like a bit of a dick, like a bit of a dick. And then he went out there and wrestled Danielson for half an hour. But I mean, that that's Brian Danielson. It's tough to have a bad match there, isn't it? That's the one regret about Wemby, right? I just wanted to see Dragon. And they were saying TK bought the final countdown for two players. If if Dragon hadn't got injured, it would have been hearing that Wembley like, oh my god, oh banger. You got to hear cult of personality. I bet you never thought that would happen again. The 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 t- <laughs> sounds really sad. Two times when I'm watching something live, going, I can't believe I'm the first time I saw it, I got to see Noel Gallagher live, which was at Benny Kasim Festival in 2015. Just so happy. And then yeah. watching Punk Joe Wembley, like, oh my god, this is <laughs> I can't put into words how happy that I am right now. I can't wait to never hear Cult of Personality again. Just FYI. <laughs> In case just anyone... The, has... Just the amount of times I screamed during that 20... It was like a 20-minute match. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. He was screaming like a girl. It was a great, great match. match. <laughs> Unbelievable only three, only, match. only three and a half stars, but... Only! Brilliant match. Okay, no, Ospridge. It, was, it was it was a great match. And Osprey you know, Jericho oh. four and three quarters. Are you are you actually shitting me? Like, come on. Come it's Osprey. On. He can, he like, can't physically give Osprey less than four and three quarters for a singles match. He's guys, not allowed. These ratings are not real. That's a nice touch. That share It's just back, one man's opinion, right? It's not for some reason he's like the the person everyone listens to. But at the end of the day, it's just one man's opinion, right? He's just yeah. ranking the wrestling that he likes. I mean, yeah. it's wrong. Well, it's not right. Or, there's no right or wrong when it's opinion, right? Like some people like AEW, some people like WWE, some people like New Japan. Like there's no right or wrong. It's a preference. Art is subjective. There are people out here that really enjoyed this episode of WWE Raw from 2003, and that's I fine. God isn't one of them. <laughs> It's weird to look at Jericho. Like Jericho looks pretty similar face wise. I hate you because get out my head. I know where you. <laughs> the hair's no. a little bit. Finish your know. statement. But he's he's just it's the dad bod now, right? This is the. But the I yeah, I mean, but he goes through phases because there has been times in the last eighteen months where he's looked in really good shape. And yes. then there's obviously, t- but you know, he's in his fifties, right? I, I imagine I've never been in shape, but I imagine if you were in shape, by the time you get to your fifties, it's a lot harder to stay in shape. How is the uh, the weight loss challenge going, JJ? It's all right. I've lost some weight. Not as much as I wanted to. I think too, it's like we. I know we try to stay away from the body shaming, but there's a lot going on between Eric Bischoff and Goldberg. It's <laughs> like well, a little bit sexy. I've... I've got a mute. What did they say? Very close to his mouth. Um, anyway, 
we try I know we try to stay away from the whole body shaming thing um it's just that it's that balance between should you start wrestling with a shirt on type of thing I think that's where you're I think that's what you're talking about Jack right no I, I think Jericho should pack yeah I mean I still I'm I just if I'm watching AW which I don't again I cancelled my fight for subscription last month can't do the punk or dirty like that um what the fuck is going on there? We've had the like flash floods tonight, Lissy. So yeah, it's been crazy. Sand, yeah. But yeah, um, if Jericho comes on the TV, I skip past. I've I've not watched any of the tag stuff with Kenny, or I've gone onto YouTube and watched bits. Um, my interest in AW has literally never been lower, which is really sad because it kind of I was so excited when it started and. They're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back, guys. With, Adam, I don't see how. Adam, this is their tribute to. Um... Oh, Stu, turn oh. it up. Come on, go back, go back. <laughs> the um, yeah, this is. I think yesterday or the day before it was twentieth anniversary of Stu passing. Mm. Mm. It's really... packaged by um, Jr. saying the toughest guy I ever met. If you think about Danny Hodge, he was just crushing, crushing apples with his bare hands. You know, something. I think I think I messaged on I, I I mentioned on another episode about Danny Hodge and Lucy goes Danny fucking Hodge what Danny but here's the thing like is this kind of uncomfortable given how Brett left the company five and a half years earlier um, and they killed his son you know never, never mind mm. his son never mind one of his sons leaving they I, killed no, his I know. son I was I was getting there I didn't even know how to say it like it's I just, just said it. It's just Mo- weird. The motor or the flip phone. So all three. The flip phone. Listen, there was nothing like, I mean, you guys aren't girls, so you don't get it. But like, there's nothing like when you're like mad at somebody and you clip that. <laughs> you don't even say anything. Just it used to hang up. That was amazing. Look at that. <laughs> the antenna down. <laughs> you got to hear that. He probably still has that phone. He's old enough to still have it. I'm trying to look at this. These police officers. See, are there any potential wrestlers? Like I was going to say, the they've come from a. It's like a young maybe Jake Hager, the guy in the right. I'm just going to say, like, oh three Trish was. I'm going to say all the way live. So was this was it WrestleMania twenty? What was the storyline with Christian? Because I know one turned on the other. It was like a bet gone wrong or something. Tim will tell you. Nobody. I think this is coming up still. So you have got this now: the relationship between or the burgeoning relationship between Jericho and Trish. So we'll soon see where it goes. Trish isn't right wing enough for him, surely. Again. So Trish isn't right-wing enough for him, surely. There's a great line from Jericho just to start this promo. He calls himself the king of bling-bling. He just delivers it in the same way as a little bit of the bubbly. He just shows kind of the Jerichoisms, you know, the 20 years years of them. Mm -hmm. Bling-bling. Oh, wow. I've got to go back and clip this because Randy looks like he's just given her one of the best three minutes of his life. Who the hell's who are these two? 
Tim, fill me in it. Who's this guy on the left? Is fucking oh, Garrison K. This is what we were talking about earlier with Maven. Oh, that's Lance K. That's, so the, the guy in the, the guy in them in the middle. He was um, Shawn Michaels' prodigy, right from the Texas Wrestling Academy. Yeah, Garrison yeah. K. Lance K. And he tagged in. Did he end up tagging with Trevor Murdoch? Mm-hmm. And that's Mark Kindrak. Okay, that's, yes. Mark, it was in the um, primetime players. No. Um, Martin Chindrak was with Sean O'Hare in WCW in 2000. Yes, tag team, yep. Wow, he's, he's like built like a tank. He is, he's a big man. Well, obviously he was the one who's going to replace or the initial Batista role in Evolution. Right, okay, that makes sense now. Because Jesus, he's huge. Yeah, they filmed like vignettes with him and stuff, right? And then they just dropped it for whatever reason. Well, That's because, you know... Will you stop? Go ahead. Go ahead. Your wife's leaving him. Be nice to him. Yeah, exactly. We don't know that. He's still wearing his wedding ring on TV. You know what, guys? Has he been even on TV? Yeah, he was on TV for the season premiere of SmackDown. Season premiere for a show that never takes a break. Stay out of... Did you not not see the segment where uh, they brought in um, Aldis? Nick Aldis, as the general manager for SmackDown. I did see the clip on socials and he got zero reaction. I felt, oh. Yeah, funny. that was kind of That's okay. Shout out to Nick. He always tags his, um, doesn't always. He's a big fan of No Context Len. He's always uh, very often tagging Mickey James in some of our memes. So. Want to see him <laughs> wrestle. Which is he weird will. because Bruce Pritchard said about two years ago, right? He goes, eh. Just goes around, with, like, he's like a fake world champion. He thinks he's like this. I'm like, whoa. I think Conrad must have asked why has he never been in the Fed? Like, yeah, just he's a, he's he's playing a role. He's playing like a world champion. He's not actually a proper world champion. Wow. Bit mean. Ouch. Mm. He's got changed his mind. His mind now. Yeah, it's a weird thing for a guy of him and his pedigree to come in as a general manager. That's what I'm saying. We want to see him wrestle. He's still a young guy. I think he will, right? Yeah. He's only about 38. You know, again, I thought, like you, it was a bit unfair bringing him out, building him up, bringing him out live in front of the fans who the vast majority don't watch TNA or NWA and wouldn't know who he was. No. But, you know, he, he just carried himself. He looked... Like a manager, uh, like a general manager, and you know you can see the the, the British accent helps as well. <coughs> Listen, anytime you slap a British accent on anything, it's more distinguished, it's fancy, it's in demand. So he'll he'll be just fine. I know it, but still, yeah. like I said, it's I giving to, William Regal. I want to see him. Oh, William Regal, my dog. He's what? about to be. He's supposed to be off his one year now, right? How long has it been? Oh, wow. Molly Holly. Wait, what's Molly Holly's role here? Is she not in the right to... Remember, she was in the right to censor, right? She yeah. was in the right censor. The right censor don't exist now, hence why we've seen Stevie Richards beating but, women up, not in a right to censor outfit. I'm assuming, anyway. But she's dressed in the same colors, right? They all, yeah, wear, they all but, wear black pants and white No, shirt. but this, this is way too low cut for the right to censor. She would be in, like, a button-up. A few things. Victoria mm. looks unbelievable here. 
I don't remember her looking this great, but fair play to her. Okay. Why is she with Stevie Richards? Is Molly Holly a bit of a heel or a baby? Oh, there's a tag match, okay. Mm. Lita needs a roots turn. Darling, please, you're on TV. Stop it. And uh, nice to see Jack Dome. What is the matter with you? The one person he's given a compliment to in the ring is Jack Doane. <laughs> I guess he said Victoria looks unbelievable, but then you said, I don't remember her looking this good. Exactly. Like, it's you did the kiss and kick. I like to say this is a compliment. Good Lord. And you so want people to watch Victoria looks amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love Victoria, and she's so nice. So I met her. She worked a show that um, I went to with Ariel and it was at like a Jewish community center. It was really cute. It was like an all Jewish pro, uh, show that they did. And she was just so nice. She was super sweet. Like I, I spoke to her for like, you know, several minutes. She really took the time to like talk to everybody. Sweetest woman. Here's my commercial. She belongs in the hall of fame. Thank you. And good night. Mm, I agree. Also, sorry, Sue, we got to do Lissy is actually in the business and she's well connected. Oh. So yeah, she's uh she's got a bit of stroke. Will you stop? You, you do. You need Your good stop. friend Ariel is a commentator on AW. That's one of my best friends. Your good friend Mello is the he's not the NXT champion anymore, is he? he yeah, he lost loser. He, why why are you showcasing my friends on here? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm give you credibility. So Tim, what's the what's the backstory of this match? Because it's gone on for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I, I mean, what I do know of this, I'll be honest, I, it hasn't really engaged me too much. But uh, Lita just come back. Obviously, she was out for a year with a broken neck and came back Excuse to me, a Tim. bit of a modest reception, um, and just obviously back teaming with Trish. Uh, but it's not it's not the best storyline. <laughs> wow. So why why is Victoria with Stephen Richards or Stevie Richards or he's called? We're a thing. He um he's done with a YouTube channel now and mm. fell foul of the uh, fell foul of the AW copyright police. I'll be I'll be Edmondson Corp. Which he uh, wasn't very happy about. Oh wow, that did not look pretty. You know, you mentioned Victoria oh, being the nicest person in wrestling. Everyone says that Molly Holly is the nicest ever. If you ask all these like young girls coming through saying Mo- who was it who said Molly Holly paid for their Phoenix? Like, the first wrestling gear, like said like, Oh, I wanted to do that. She just bought it. Like, honey, you go out there and smash it. Chin. Like, just so selfless. I mean, but this is also Molly Holly, who, like, she left wrestling to go work with, um, like, mission-style trips. I don't want to call it mission trips in case it wasn't affiliated with the church. But, like, in Central and South America, like, she just seems like she really loves to, like, give give back. So, I think she's she's in that good human category. But we Um, mentioned about the, the Jim Ross podcast. He can't speak any any higher of Molly Holly. Like, the nicest one in the world. It's a bit sad because he always says like she reminds me of my I wanted the voice because it looks a bit disrespectful. Yes. Always, reminds, always reminds me of my wife wife Jan. Oh. Like Jim will go back to it every episode you think, man, he's still hurting so bad. Lost him. It's a big boss. Oh jeez. Two. 
Wow, big win for Victoria. What was the match at WrestleMania? Do you remember? Big, the big women's match at WrestleMania 20. It was no. a bra and panties. Uh, I can't stand you. He said the big match at WrestleMania. You thought it was going to be something serious, and he said bra. <gasps> Molly. Ooh. It's supposed to be so nice. Yeah, yeah, a bit like AEW, right? They don't like women's wrestling. Um, the women's <laughs> match at WrestleMania 20 was st- it was t- just before the main event as well. Stacey and Tori against uh, Lee, Trish and Lita. It's crazy, really. Like, you see the talent that they've got in that ring. Like, people look back on the mm. likes of Trish and Lita, obviously very fondly, but also Molly Holly, Victoria, highly thought of, but they just had zero care for the for women's wrestling at this point. And more. I mean, around this time, I think it was the following year, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, they fumbled Gail Kim... Like there was a there they had a chance to start building the divas or women's division from back then, I think. For sure. Holy shit is Christian's wardrobe improved in twenty years. Yes. Mm. Brown leather trousers. Fucking yeah. It looks like he's he looks like he's trying to like masquerade himself as a tree. This was in style (laughs) at the time, if you recall. Or if you don't want to recall, that's fine too, because two thousands fashion was scary. Two thousand three. I I was just about to turn uh, I was just about to turn 16, 15. Um, God, I do the math, I'm too old. Yeah, I'm about to turn 16 in six weeks. You didn't have a fat. jumper like that? Uh, no, I was a big fat kid, so I generally wear everything in black. So, you know. Oh, okay, this was before. <laughs> this was <laughs> JJM the trauma years, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We've all been there. You haven't. I'm still fat. Oh. <laughs> you got a hot wife, you're fine. Yeah, exactly, it's fine. Yeah. We all have a different trauma. Some of us were ugly. So I don't understand here. So the bounty was to take out Goldberg, yeah. and Mark Henry's done that. So why has he not won the gold, the, the bounty? Not really clear. Right. Not sure. so I'm, I'm not sure the parameters around how you claim the bounty. So this is the point where Lissy would have a go at me for trying to explain something with rational logic. And uh Lissy, Which in you WWE you can't really do. You should not. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's Maven. Oh my god, it's Maven. He's getting a decent reaction, to be fair, yeah. The baby all working wonders. I mean he looks great. But it, what to what you said earlier, Tim, you look at him, he, what's his character? What's this it? is a thing, right? What's his motivation? They, they thought that they could just get by on being like, he's the guy that won tough enough. He can just yeah. come out in generic gear, no need to say anything else. He won tough enough. That's his that's his story, but it wasn't enough. Well, there never really was anything more for him. This is a weird time for Nage. Oh. Yeah, this isn't the greatest storyline. Flares, yeah. It's the short short hair doesn't work for the niche. No. It's wait, is this oh. a flare is this a flare maven match? Mm-hmm. Ponytail worked for him. Do we even try and track it? Oh, is there any point? Don't try. Do your best, buddy. Do your best. It's okay. I know I'll leave it. I'll leave it. It's fine. Yeah, they set it up last week to mention the Ric Flair gave the line, 
I've had more world champions than you've had women. So that's me in the ring next week and I'll kick your ass. I mean, you said Tim said the line. I mean, I think it was me, but okay. <laughs> I would never dream of saying anything like that. <laughs> wow. I mean, I used to get this treatment at home, get it on the podcast as well. Sit down, open the ropes for me. Do you know who you, who you think you're dealing with? Thinking, come on, 60. Thank you. Bit of RSPCT round here. How dare you not open the ropes for him? Listen, I had a call for the first time with um, where I'm at, the new CEO. And I mentioned something about uh, Roy Walker, who you all have no idea who he is, right? Bro. I know who he is. Yeah, but you're not listening. Say what you see. If you see, say it. And he said to me, like, he said, great Phoenix Knights line, that great episode. Does, does he know? <laughs> Do I tell him <laughs> I run, I run the, the fan accounts? <laughs> And I just felt like, yeah, and, and Jim Boyne, they got some good stars on there. Oh, Jim Boyne, another one. I might be okay here. I can't be all right. Happening. <laughs> yeah, Roy Walker. I didn't, really, I didn't think you were Irish. I thought you just pissed about like that, Jerry Adams. So, what a line. So, Maven didn't start this match the, the way that Nate wanted. He's getting aggressive, guys. He didn't let him take off his little robe. The, the weird thing is, Flair is wearing different coloured Very boots, weird. The pants. That never happened. Oh, the purple with the black trunks. He was always coordinated. That's... They must have lost his bag or something. There's no, there's no other explanation. You say that, but then the pants have got the black with RF embroidered. I know, but I'm saying like maybe they, the, maybe they weren't in the same bag. I don't or know the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not like him. Very weird. But I mean, it's weird. If I, if I go around to this time, I just thought Flair, who's this old granddaddy, was just chopping and wooing. I thought, he's not that great. Why is everyone making out that he's the best? And then lockdown hit. I've got a lot much, so much time on my hands. Go back and watch that, watch all the stuff in the 80s. And go, oh my God, this is the greatest show that's ever lived. <laughs> think that he was bad here I think no I mean he... when you consider his age it's actually unreal like some Absolutely. of the stuff he was able to do but as a as a 15 16 year old guy I've got an interest, no interest in watching a 55 year old man wrestling the ring against them yeah I think I I think I came with it just a different perspective because I grew up watching him in WCW so we were well acquainted with Ric Flair so it was kind of nice that he came over to WWE because, like we said, it was super boring that they didn't get all the big stars from WCW in the invasion, right? Wow. So this is kind of that beginning. Tim, did you ever watch any Nitro? Like, I think it was Cartoon Network flipped over to TNT, 9 o'clock Friday. Mm, Are you uh, yeah, Spot 3, Monday Night Raw? Get the 10-minute no, ten ten Television so... X previews straight after. All I got was the terrible WCW '99, and wow. you know, even though I was, st- even though I think I don't know if Heat was on Channel Four then. Five o'clock yeah, Sunday afternoons, yeah, I loved it. Went off wrestling because WCW was so bad. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, but you're gonna get so much material out in like in two. Like I'm, I did it at the minute. I think it was last week the '99 stuff. Oh boy, it's 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 so bad. I think Tony Schiavone calls it what a coffin on roller skates. 
Mm. Yeah, this week it was Jarrett debuting after he lost to China, didn't he, in the good housekeeping mm. match. Then he just turns up, pushes La Parker aside, guitar shot on someone, and the old era of slap nuts has begun. And uh, that this is the part where they were having... I always compare it to when I was a kid, I used to love Inspector Gadget. And they'd have that person at a desk, you'd never see their face, they're always stroking a cat. And Vince <laughs> Russo was the guy at a desk, you see the camera behind oh. him, you never see his face. He was called the higher power, right? Mm. Yeah. And looking back, you think, that's just so bad. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of cringe-worthy moments, but on on the better side of things, so you mentioned Jeff Jarrett, Jack. Um, you look at someone like Chris Jericho and you're like, oh, hang it up. And Jeff Jarrett is even older than Chris Jericho, but you love him. What's the difference? What's the contrast? Where, where, where is one still succeeding and the other one isn't? Jeff positions in place to kind of have the piss taken out of him, mm-hmm. right? Every ma- every title match they've been in, whether it's been him and Lethal or wrestling, did they wrestle the Elite? The uh, the Planet Jarrett against Kenny in the oh, books, and they like, they just made themselves look stupid, right? They did the I think it was Satnam and Lethal. And Jared did the pose, and then they got beat up within two minutes and lost. <laughs> They're made to look stupid. Jericho has to be there. I get the impression Jericho is positioned where he has to be the smartest guy in the room. Or he has to be near the top of the card. Jared's just messing around in gimmick matches and, you know, carning in the nicest possible way. And donating it to charity. Well, yeah, the, the, he, 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 on his, again, on his podcast, he said people banded around the figure like 100,000 like in sponsorship for that, um, whatever it's called, that Halloween match. He goes, nowhere near. Nowhere near. The figure's way off. Oh, really? The the Jarrett podcast is really good. He's he's so... And I used to hate him. Like, if you're about 20, like 20 odd years ago... So annoying. I hated when he came to WCW. I thought, he's not a world champion. He's not a world championship caliber. And you hear him talk about the business now and TNA and Memphis from the 80s and stuff. It's it's fascinating. I think he ta- he's a brilliant talker. Mm. What's going on here with the police? There's 10 coppers waddling down. Running I'll stop, Kane. Right, Tim. I'm going to get a bit. Tell us what's happened with Kane and Shane McMahon the last month. Oh, this is McMahon has to have a storyline. So this is Kane, who's just come back from uh, somehow surviving, being driven in a car at breakneck speed into a lorry. Uh, somehow he survived, uh, and now he's after Shane. So this storyline is going on and on, and just as we got on SmackDown, we got Stephanie. And Vince, we've got Shane here doing everything, being one of the main roles. Probably one of the reasons why 2003 was quite hard to watch. Um, so with with Shane and K- Shane and Kane, um, <laughs> am I thinking one had been put in like a dumpster, yep. one had been set on fire. Mm-hmm. Another week, 
he was tied to the like a lamp post and his balls electrocuted. Well, um, Jack loves Shane. Uh, do you know in nineteen nine two thousand, I was the biggest Shane McMahon fan. I actually went onto eBay and bought the Shane O'Mac baseball, and I, that was my move on a night out to do the Shane O'Mac. Wow, that's a little bit cringe. I'm not gonna lie. And, yeah, I, I was a fat kid. I didn't like dance. I'd have to get really drunk. Um, oh, <laughs> and then oh, when he became I, a bit I of a still to see the footage. <laughs> Which way did he go? Which way did he go? <laughs> and then, oh my god, the makeup is horrendous here. You would not get a job on Emmerdale, love. Um, and then it's you look later, like, when tight. Shane now like. He comes back as a fifty-year-old sweaty mess, generally positioned as like the top guy or the like some MMA makeshift threat. It's like what? Like he booked himself, didn't he? In the Rumble was it last year? To Not Rumble? last year, no. Was it last year? Was it that recent? Oh Lord, was it? We're getting okay. oh one maybe or two, but twenty-one. There's one where Brock came in at one and beat everyone. That's when he was like, Keith Lee, who's this big motherfucker? Mm. I think that might have been 20. Wait, when did Edge come back? 20? Mate, all, all, the, all the last like, Edge, three, Edge four years. Edge still got a huge pop yeah, into yeah. a lot. Yes, yeah, so yeah, of course. Because him, because him and Randy had the greatest match of all time in the pandemic era mm. stuff. So, so either twenty one or twenty two, you had Brock's Rumble way starting at number one, or Shane coming in as the the anchor guy. Yeah, was it happening? And then I don't know what happened this year. I was completely tuned out of the Fed. Yeah, well, I mean, he uh, he tried to come back at WrestleMania and and do some stuff, but immediately failed, and that they might be the last that we ever that might be the last we ever see of him. <laughs> yeah. He might have finally decided his body's done enough. Just looking at Kane, so you have this amazing, you know, um, setting JR alight, then unmasked, and it felt huge, you know, huge moment. But he gets dragged into this never ending shame feud instead of going for the title. Mm. Uh, it just feels like a real waste. Yeah. You might, you, you'll know this more than us. Why were they feuding? Um, because he tombstone. Owned Linda McMahon. Guess what? Linda Kane tombstone Linda, yeah. yeah. Oh, he tombstoned her. Why did he tombstone her? Defending his mother's honor. She, yeah, she tried to stop him from attacking others. Right. And of course, famously, that video footage was shown in her Senate race right. in 2010, shown by her opponent. Um, of her being tombstoned on the on the stage. And we've just had the elections in uh, in Jib this past week, and no one cares about that. No, I'm saying yeah, he, he was an eye opener to. I, I knew people kind of involved in the elections, right? And you realise people go play really dirty in politics. Oh yeah, yeah. Politics, baby. The the weird thing about this Kane thing is that. When, like, I remember growing up and being like, you know, nine, 10, 11, and being like, oh my God, if we ever see this guy's like face, it's going to be like the biggest reveal ever. Mm. And it just feels like they completely botched it, really, doesn't it? Because well, then un- Unmasked Kane never hit the heights that Masked Kane did. 
the, he was huge. When they unmasked him and he went in this wave of destruction, mm. honestly, just watching it back the last couple of months, you felt like it could have been a massive moment. Push him, get you know, get the title off Triple H or be a contender for Goldberg. But just lost. Bischoff. Whopped him. Oh, of course. At least wasn't a sledgehammer. Why is he the <laughs> villain in every story? Like I wanna cheer for him, I wanna I want to, but it's so hard. Okay, so Triple H has the uh how much was it? A hundred thousand? Yeah, the bounty that he set, he now <laughs> has. Hey what Slayer and Randy have had so much airtime in this episode. Jesus. So much. Oh, daddy's home. Uh, <laughs> there's got to be some mean potential from this surely I'd love to know what uh, Hunter was using for his condition around this time because the hair looks glorious oh his hair was beautiful oh I miss this hair why did he it's so oh. bad needed it cut a long time ago I love his hair he you know I understand that he is a corporate man now, so he needed a little bit more serious haircut, but his hair was gorgeous. So what are they saying? I've I've got it on mute. What are they saying? So Randy Orton was looking after the bounty, then Jindrak and um, Cade jumped him, stole the money, even though they didn't take out Goldberg, um, and Hunter had to get it back, basically. So the bounty is still up for grabs, apparently, even though we saw Mark Henry take him out earlier. Right. Minor, minor details. It's not for people like him. So this should be a good match. Well, you know, HPK versus Goldberg. For the World Heavyweight title. Mm. But you've got to remember that this is Monday Night Raw. So when they've got a huge match as the main event on Monday Night Raw and there's 12 minutes left <laughs> and they need about five minutes of the storyline to build to the next episode, it's not going to be a classic. You're talking about... Um... What do you make of Sean's hair at this time period? Me? Yes, listen, you're the resident style expert. So it's a... The length was not my favourite. Right. Maybe it was just kind of... It's kind of like a bob, like it was just a little bit too short. Jim Ross calls it the little Dutch boy haircut. Yes, yes. yes. It's grown out a little bit since since then. It's still yeah. the same. He's kind of done that with it, and yeah, and it out. it's the fact that he's having it combed <laughs> backward. I mean, I don't know. Was I don't think he was starting a bald yet at this time. Uh, like he's like the 13, Goldberg yeah. is still when you're in your thirties, you start to bald, darling. Trust me. That's Bill here. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> I think it's when you're in your thirties and you've got kids. That's that's the killer. Oh gosh. Plural. <laughs> I don't. Just one. I think on Goldberg's like third week as well, he tried to uh, 
like keep the fireworks and fell over and everyone started laughing at him and like well uh, you know we tried but you gotta remember as well they were trying to make Gilbert out to be a monster they literally parodied him in the same company with Gilbert just yeah. four or five years earlier So you know, I was thinking about it as well. I was thinking, oh, it's a main event match, but Goldberg doesn't really have matches longer than ten minutes anyway, does he? So there's probably enough time for a Goldberg classic. Not really. I think Regal tried to wrestle him for seven minutes and almost, got, almost got fired for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he's very like black relaxing. Like, you know, I, I was told go out there and wrestle this lad and put a few holds on him, and he couldn't do fuck all. So I'm trying my best to wrestle with this fella, you know, bit handy. And uh, couldn't do anything. I try my best out there. That's, that's a good reason. I'm pretty impressed by myself, my real impression. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, his, his podcast is really good because he just, he'd go on for random time. You know, this fella, he's a bit handy. And I, I can, you know, in my day, I'd knock shit out of some lad if I had to. That's just the way it was. You know, that's how he brought it up. Marty Jones, ask him. The problem, that we've, problem that we've got with this podcast is that so far you've put over the Jarrett podcast, the William Regal podcast, Pritchard, Jim Ross. People are not going to have enough time to listen to Bruce. Is it Bruce? No, no, Bruce. <laughs> ever since Bruce, ever since Bruce signed up to the Fed again, it, that's been shared. J- Jr. and Jarrett's is good. Since Tony got a. Tony, Tony, um, what happened well used to be brilliant a few years ago. Tony Reed's rap was brilliant, and then he, he got a, he, he, he got more serious at AEW, and now it's boring. I have just listened to his uh, the new one, and he's right. uh, it's forty years on Monday of his first um, time in wrestling. Of course, yes, really? that get eighty three. It was yeah. a good listen because it's something different, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Tony's blocked me on Twitter, I think. No! Honestly. What have you done? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, uh, Him! Yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a good listen. It's a, it's a decent listen, the, the, this week's Shivani one. No, bury him. He's blocked you. Damn. I'm, I can't believe this. Now I really know why Jack brought you here. You guys are the same person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's blocked me on Instagram as well, and all I think it did was I must have tagged away. Maybe one of the first interviews with him interviewing Nate, like eighty six, tagged him in, it and they blocked. However, I mean Tony doesn't run his socials, right? Uh, his daughter does no, he it. Does, like, well, he he does. He looks a lot but on Twitter, not on Instagram. Daughter, um, yeah, his daughter runs them, but he definitely is visible. A lot of them are. They just don't, you know, necessarily post. Um, and that's why we're going back to we were talking about was it off air? We were talking about Twitter, and um, uh, I, I think this was great about Twitter. Like wrestling, Twitter is still good. You know, it's still lively. There's a lot, obviously. You know, I'm not a massive fan of the AEW WWE. It's so um, the word for the word I use for it is tribalism. Yeah, and it's just I can't be asked. Like, <laughs> But uh, I do, you know, I do think it's still fantastic, and I do enjoy uh, being on there and posting on there. Have you um, not moved I saw, to? Wait a minute, this week, I saw um, 
I posted a clip. It was um, of Tegan Knox, unfortunately, damaging, seriously damaging, injuring her knee. And during the May Young Classic, and Aubrey Edwards was the ref. And oh, wow. no fault of Aubrey's at all. Tegan Knox injured herself and tried to carry on. Shouldn't have. Um, but the people are blaming Aubrey Edwards for it. It's just ridiculous. It's just, you know, you don't need that that level of, you know, nastiness against people. Aubrey tends to get quite a hard time from a certain subset of fans on on, on Twitter, on social Con, media. A lot, general, of, Con, a lot of Connet fans. Like, it, he, she's used as a character in in his podcast, so they come hard on her. Long turn of phrase now. Um, they go after her and give her a boost. Another uh, reason why I'm not really much of a fan of Jim Cornette. He's a big fan of Tim. I do. I do love. I mean, okay, talk about promos. No one better. Like just yeah. stuff from 35 years ago. Brilliant. Yeah, this is this is me separating the man from the art. Like I agree. Like his promos and stuff in the 80s are another level. Like no one was doing what he was doing back then, in my view. But as a manager, I know that's in an era when there were a load of amazing managers. But uh, as a human being, the way that he goes about getting uh, making his money these days just seems to be by tearing down as many people as he can. I'm not really a fan of. I, I I listen. I try and listen to a range of views on things. I do enjoy when I do get a chance to listen to his podcast. Some of them are a bit long for me. I haven't mm. got six hours or 12 hours in a week to listen to two podcasts alone. Oh, what a slam. Um, but I do enjoy, you know, he does make it entertaining. You talked about other podcasts that just, you know, lost their edge slightly. He does make it interesting. He knows, you know, generally how to get you listening or, you know, tapping on the YouTube link. He's, he, he knows his audience and he, he's entertaining. Oh, that's a spear and a half. He's a businessman. Yeah, Hedna yeah, took that one hard. He always does. Oh, so if if anyone's out there watching, JJ, give us a uh, give us a time check. We are one hour thirty and 23, 24, 25, 26. Little Nature's just come in the ring to try and save the day, resuscitate his buddy. No, he's just going to leave. Just going to leave El Hebner there and do his refereeing duty. Yeah. El Hebner's sure. looking like he's doing, had his third plate of Christmas dinner after. It's like Jesus, man. It's amazing. <laughs> Charles Robinson. I saw a post from him the other day. Still, after all these years, loading up the trucks and you know putting the ring together, yeah. and still being the ref that he is. It's just astonishing. Oh, he's back. He messaged yes, he messaged so. my wrestling 80s, 90s page and the, he was asking for a date. Do you know, there's a, a clip of like Jeff Jarrett absolutely beheading him with a guitar. I oh. said, I think it's this and then sent it in. Oh, cheers. Like. That's good. <laughs> so Batista's back. Has Batista been out? Yeah. Oh. So it's extraordinary. When you look back and you think about Batista's career, he was he had so unlucky with injuries in his first year of his career. He's been out with I think a shoulder injury or something. So um coming back here in a massive way, you know, just shows the faith they have in him. Mm. 
was one of the good things that came out of this time frame for me was Evolution making two huge stars that that would be there for a good few years in in Orton and Batista. Just leave Batista. Look at him. (laughs) And he came a long way from Deacon. Deacon. (laughs) Like not too long before this. Yeah. His veins are just absolutely popping out of his body. <laughs> I think he's not even more covered in tattoos, right? I mean, I I don't watch films, yeah. so I, yeah. I couldn't now tell you what it's like, like. Now he's fully covered, like his chest. The uh, Rich posted a video last week, which was the Evolution reunion, mm. and Batista looks like he's having literally the time of his life out there, especially when he like points to Rit and H and. So the nights that we had, and that's that's flopping <laughs> the microphone. And he said to it perfectly, I've done everything, apart from be you, Hunter. And the crowd has um, like, oh, come on, let's hug it out. And even like Randy kind of feigns, because I think Randy's a heel at the time, right? And uh, he still feigns to like, before they go to all do like a big group hug, like to go and RKO or someone. Because he can't. I, don't know I feel like Batista is one of those few that we will never see back. I think he's just enjoying his life as an actor and whatever. And like he was already fairly old when he hit his peak. I think he's just like, I'm good. Did what I wanted to do. Had a fun time. Now I'm, now I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. Well, he's Doesn't... a big megastar now. I mean, Oof. he's making hundreds of millions of dollars in Hollywood. Like he doesn't need to be taking bumps. I mean, but so but so is Cena and so is The Rock, but they've still come back for stuff, right? But Batista came oh. back and had that one last match, right? One last yeah. feud, WrestleMania in 2019, and loses to Triple H. That's him done. You do the honor. He doesn't do the honors, right? Well, you know, Dave, uh, I think if you're going to put anyone over, he should be the guy who's got the most again. So that's me. <laughs> A good finish to the show. Evolution reunited. Goldberg and makes, injured. And it makes Batista look like a monster. And so Batista gets the bounty. Not the mount, not to be confused with the mountain, the bounty. Right. Worst I things mean, in the celebrations, Tim. He didn't finish the job, though. That's what she said. Lizzie, what do you make of Raw from October twentieth, two thousand three? Never again, please. Thank you. Never again. <laughs> should we watch? Should we, should we go back and watch some CCW? What? Are you serious? Yeah, well, I think we can do. Oh, that'll be fun. If, um, unless they'll, unless they'll sue us, then yeah, we're okay. No, I mean, I think that, like, we talked about this throughout the, sorry, there's like a fruit fly in here, and it's been driving me crazy this entire time. Um, there, this is, this is such a weird in-between time. We're in between Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression Era. They're keeping the lights on, guys. Um, some people are really successful in this time, i.e. Triple H and Evolution, and we're kind of building that next generation of stars, right? You have um, Randy Orton. Batista, you have John Cena on SmackDown. Like you have the people that are going to carry you into the next 10, 15 plus years. Well, yeah. All came through AOVW with Jim Connett, carry on. What is the matter with you? Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough watch because like I noticed that there's just a somewhat of lack of continuity in some of it. And sometimes you're just kind of like like we found ourselves throughout the episode, like, why are they doing this? So mm-hmm. it's a tough time in wrestling, but they, they pushed on. They made it, guys. They made it. 
John, I'm guessing you wouldn't be invested in carry on in O three or I watch anything. I don't mind. You always get something good out of it, right? And the thing is, like, the problem when you were watching in this period for me was like it was it was like a tough watch week to week. But when you just like take a, an hour and a half out of your day and you just watch a random episode of Raw, even when it's bad, you still get some enjoyment out of it because it's not like you necessarily invest in the storylines or whatever. Yeah. It's just like you just enjoy it for what it is for that that hour and a half that you're watching it, you know. So, but yeah, week week to week, it it was. It was a transitional period for them, wasn't it? So I suppose that's the difference, right? It's not one of those where I have to see next week what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, you could argue that the end there with Batista cashing in, Batista back, he gets the bounty, Evolution is stronger than ever. The deck's stacked against Goldberg. As a baby face, he should overcome the odds, but he loses the belt to Triple H uh, on next pay-per-view. So, you know, you know, Bill, uh, we've got to do what? <laughs> Tim. Obsessed, obsessed. <laughs> I just think Melissa's reaction because it's like an iron than a. But, you I know you you want to go to the fed. He'll sign you one day. It's all right. No, I no, I speak freely and like I don't I don't care about going to the fed. You know, me and JJ give each other a look there. Speak freely. Yeah, yeah, I can I can I speak. Freely. No, it, it's a it's a Gibraltar Facebook group where everyone runs. Oh, oh. yeah, but yeah, but um. Yeah, I'll, I'll be less mean on Triple H next week, I promise. No, you won't. Well, no, I won't. Just be honest, like, I think... If you just lay off Shawn Michaels, like, one episode. I was nice to Shawn. I was nice to Shawn. Were you? I was nicer. Okay. <laughs> um, Tim, where does O3 rank when you're currently, in the last two, three years, you've gone through pretty much every year in in some... Yeah, it is not the best. However, I'll be honest, there were some green shoots of recovery, should we say, in Raw. Look at Batista's back. You've got Jericho driving that Chris Austin, uh, Steve Austin story. Um, Autumn. There's some good bits there. You know, some hope more so than has been in recent months. Um, of course, there are some you know, minor characters I could do without, but that's what you need in the show. You need big, you know, big storylines, and then people just to keep it going. It's you know, it's getting better. Um, I'm you know, it's been a long time since I've watched a whole episode of Raw from any time in the 2000s. So thank you for that honor. Um, <laughs> help me do my research for tomorrow's clips, which is always good. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. I think, um, you know, I am hopeful, but there are, as we said, some dark days ahead. But you've got to, you know, take it for what it is at the moment. How different is this to, I think, on on this day, 25 years ago, right? We've just seen Stone Cold, uh, he's cost Undertaker and Kane at the pay-per-view. He's come back as a bounty hunter himself, which is kind of a different story to the ongoing thread there. He holds Vince McMahon hostage, pisses himself in the ring, signs a new contract. I'm not. I can't remember seeing the show apart from like the Rock's theme tune, which I have complete. I, I have no memory of that, by the way. How different are the two shows five years apart? It's you know what's fascinating about doing this, and I do it because I'm sad and I love just finding clips like the Rock's one-off theme tune that was I terrible. Never heard, like, listen, well, I'll put it in our group chat, I have never heard that before. The Rock had 
a new theme tune for one week, and it was that bad. They dropped it and went back to the old stuff. I believe it. I think Mental. I heard about this. I don't think I've ever, I've ever heard the song though. But send it to me. Yeah, but um, you know, even the Attitude Era, the famed Attitude Era, celebrated Attitude Era, there are some really, really rough bits. The Undertaker Kane feud is horrendous. Um, yeah. it, in '98, like, really? Yeah, it is really bad. Um, you know, it's interesting today. I just um, I was going to post something later, just reading through Stone Cold's autobiography, and there's a, a, a quote from Jr. who nails it. It's you know, Stone Cold on his own would have been okay, good, but having that foil of Vince McMahon, Mister McMahon, that character who can really kind of be the antithesis of Stone Cold to be the real villain. That's what lifted Stone Cold. And, you know, there's so much bad wrestling in 98. You know, even in that episode of Raw, there's some really ropey stuff. And we just forget it. We forget about that. We focus on the big characters, the big moments. And, you know, it's like 2003 today. You know, you had Orton and you got Batista. And you kind of overlook the Garrison Cades, the Mark Jindrak storylines, because that's what you don't, you forget that. You remember the memorable moments. And Storm dancing, yeah. Lots of dancing. But that's, <laughs> this is our memory. We remember things that we care about and react to, not just the boring stuff. Um, so it is, you know, it's a different time. Is it as hot as 98? No. But it is, you know, every period has good bits and bad bits, is what I'd say. Yeah, and the thing is, like, forgiving too. So, like you said, like they don't, they don't hold the bad bits against you. So, for the most part, we move on. We'll we'll kind of like ride it out for a little bit, but then we're like, okay, let's keep going. So, I I see what you're saying. We we have to we have to know that that's every show. That's every product. Like yeah. you can like a you can like a show, and you're like, you know what this this season sucked, but the previous ten seasons were good. So I'm still gonna watch next season, right? Um, we're we're committed guys we're we're hanging in there till the end and this is the thing that wwe do so well is that it doesn't really matter how ropey like the build-up to the big pay-per-view matches when you watch that um video package um before the match they just put it all together so well and 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 that's what ends up mattering at the end of the day you don't remember the 10 hours of raw and the whatever 10 hours of smackdown that build up to it you just remember that that video package and that build-up and that's it and that's what WWE do so well is is highlight some of the good things and and build those memories for you. Yeah, and look say- at this week on Raw. Um, what do we remember? Ricochet doing crazy Superman things, Superman jumps. You got Gunther with amazing match against um, Bronson Reed. Right. The rest mm-hmm. of it we can't remember. But WWE focus on the great bits and just hammer it on social. Um, so you just remember those bits and you share those bits and you forget the bad bits, but it's incredibly hard. You know, every company, as you said, every, you know, writing week in, week out, a two, three hour show. Yeah. Uh, it's just incredibly hard and there's going to be bad bits naturally. Um, but it's, you know, it's pointing out where's the you know, massively offensive stuff as opposed to just bad writing or bad storylines. Well, and I think if I could just maybe go to the other brand for a second, right? Writing is something that I think any show or any program or any series or whatever can struggle with. Um, 
I think that's a big part of what's going on with AEW. Do you think that they should have waited until mm-hmm. the writing got a little bit better, until the quality of the content got better before they added a second show, well, third show, yeah. um, like Collision? Because now it's like you have to write for yeah. all of these, um, you know, different time slots on TV. And it's hard. And it's it's yeah. hard to keep people because you can't please everybody all the time. So you have to at least make something that's, you know, the majority of your fans are going to like. But are they even listening to their fans? I think with Collision, right, their hand was forced a little bit by the timing with CM Punk. Like that seemed to be the whole reason why it was CM Punk. And it came at a time when when the TV network were happy to take on that extra two hours on Saturday night. One bill, Phil. And, and now they've got themselves almost stuck in a situation where they don't have Punk anymore. And I think Tony Khan's finding himself a little bit stretched having to just do too much, you know. But It's hard. I mean, I don't know how they're set up writing-wise, but... You know, you look in, at this time, 2003, you've got Raw and SmackDown. Raw being written by Brian Gewertz, SmackDown um, by Dave. Oh, um, oh, I mean, kind of think by then. Yeah. Um, I think he'd been kicked out to OVW. Um, uh, Dave Lagana for SmackDown. Two distinct teams, two distinct approaches. Um and that worked. I don't know how they're doing it at the moment, AEW, but it, yeah, look, as, as a consumer, we've never had so much content and it's really hard as viewers to watch. But to keep, you know, to do stories for all that amount, amount of TV, it's really hard, really hard. To give some context to that, Brian Gewertz, Brian Gerwitz is The Rock's right-hand man, right? He writes all The Rock's material, whether it be in films, or promos, whatever. And he released a book last year, I think. Tim will always quote him and stuff, and he'll always quote, tweet, and add a bit more context saying, yeah, we worked on this bit for two hours. Or Have you ever exchanged DMs with him, or has he ever told you, don't write that? I mean, Brian, I mean, look, he's, as you said, it's just astonishing, his abilities. Yeah, he, he was, he came in in 99, and then he was on Raw, until 2012, 2013, before things went on and he kind of distanced himself a bit from weekly shows. Um, you know, and, you know, I will, I'm, you know, I, I don't always tag him in everything because some things I'm sure he'd like to f- keep forgetting. Um, but there are some brilliantly written uh, sections. And I do like, you know, mention him when I think it's something he may have a memory on or, or something to share but again look if you've been writing for 20 years um you're gonna have some really ropey stuff you know week in week out you're gonna have some really great stuff like the rock stuff and some weaker sides of things so you know just kind of like um i never kind of shit tag people in that sense you know even even now if there's something critical of something i won't you know tag them in i don't need to know that i've never heard that that. phrase before shit tag (laughs) Well, you know, just as like nonsense on, online, and I think you know they don't need to see that being tagged in to say that this was bad. Um, but you know, I think it's some fantastic stuff um, uh, that he does, and it's incredibly, he's an incredibly talented guy. I mean, his book is brilliant. I want him to, you know, to do another one. Um, there's so much that wasn't in there. I keep on looking back to see if he talked about a certain storyline or whatever. There isn't enough in that book um what's the book so called 
Um, there's just one problem. Okay. Available <laughs> at all uh, good bookstores and those online. It is one book you should get is that. And it's what's brilliant about it is it is, you know, a lot of wrestling books we know as fans, you read and go, God, this is bollocks or exaggeration or boasting. He's pretty honest where he fucks up and where, you know, things go well or he's in difficult situations. And I think that makes it a better book uh, for it. Good man. Um there you go, Brian Gewitz. Couldn't be a uh, no better man to put you over. Lissy, final thoughts before we wrap up here. Oh, three weird time. You're only yeah. nine years old, right? Tim, thank you for coming. That's my final thought. I know <laughs> oh, that. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Or sir, I knew it. You guys hate Shawn Michaels. You hate Triple H. Uh, you can come back yeah. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> It's just Lovely. I'm just so happy to see JJ smiling in that shirt because last time I saw him in that shirt, oh brother, that was a that was a dark time. So we've what's the it's the orange Cassidy shirt that I picked up at um, AEW All In. So to, to give some context, we, uh... we went to All In. Our flight was cancelled due the next day because John missed his flight in the morning, so he was in the bad books at home, and they couldn't get another flight home for two days. So wow, and we were stranded Fantastic. in Gatwick Airport. Luckily. From my uh, travelling days and my former job, unless I use some points to get a, a room around the corner in like a Premier Inn, I've always got like a Holiday Inn Express. Otherwise, we were off the docking for the night with Thank some ran- with some random we found in the in the airport. Bad times, bad times. <laughs> but again, a bit like Brian Gerwitz, we can look back and laugh now. Tim, thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I had a lovely time reminiscing about some of the forgotten memories of Raw 2003. You can follow Tim at WWE underscore OTD. You mangled it. You mangled it. Uh, (laughs) At uh, OTD underscore in... Oh, no. On, even. Uh, I am right. You mangled it. (laughs) It's at WWE on this day, Yeah. He's got shitloads of followers on TikTok, less so on Instagram. I need to tag you more and lots on Twitter. <laughs> Everyone loves him. He's got him. a strong Instagram game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, darling. It's been out a few years now. He's been John Jacobs. She's been Leslie Miller. And he's been Tim Gatt. And we've been Miller Wrestling. And we will see you soon. Ta-ra. Bye. There you go.